today we're here talking to Dr. David McMillan, 2015 Hamilton Awardee. Dr. McMillan, thank you for joining us. So you are basically seen as a hero in our eyes, and therefore, if you were a superhero, what superhero would you be? What superpower would you want to have? And how would you use that superpower in chemistry? Yeah, I would say if you know if he was going to be doing something in chemistry, it would have to be Future Man, whoever Future Man is. So Future Man would be someone who can sort of look into the future a little bit and see basically what are the, the ideas or the concepts of things in chemistry that people are not thinking about right now, that if you could do them, they would be really useful, valuable, people would be excited about doing it. So it's just this idea of being able to sort of tap into what's about to happen next. That's the part that's pretty cool. So for me, that would be Future Man, would be the guy I'd want to be, as dorky as that <laughs> sounds. Oh my God, that is awesome. So, so there are lots of discussion about um, photoredox catalysis and how light plays a huge role in your organocatalysis research. What is the inspiring factor that made you feel like you should incorporate light in your research? Well, I think uh, initially, to be completely honest about it, it was not something that we sat down and said, all right, we need to get light into your research. As soon as we do this, this is going to lead to this huge field. It's going to be incredibly exciting. It was a case where we were trying to solve a completely different problem. And we came up with a way of saying, you know, if we use photoredox, which really hadn't been used that much, if at all, uh, for organic chemistry. It'd been used a little bit in the 80s, and a little bit in the 90s. And we said, well, if we use this, we should be able to solve this one very specific problem. And so we did it, and it worked, and it was great. And as soon as we did it, instead of we started using light and photoredox, we started to realize there was all these other applications that we could start to use it for, which was good. And then two, three, four years later, we started to see all these other directions you could start to think about using it. And at the same time, all these other people did too, and that was great. So there was all these different people around the world thinking about doing this, which made it really exciting because it's nice to be involved in a, a research program that you enjoy, but when there's lots of other people doing it too, it makes it really fun because you can get together to talk about it and see all the directions that they're taking it. And so it wasn't a case that we set out and said from day one, yeah, this is going to be this huge area. It was more a fact that we started doing it and then realized there's all these different directions we could take it in. It's amazing. So other than photoredox catalysis, what other than that would you think is the grand challenge that chemists are facing today? I mean, outside of what we do, the grand challenge, the number one challenge is uh, conversion of sunlight into chemical bonds. This idea that can you be able to take the, the energy from the sun and conserve it some way so that you can utilize it on demand for, for Earth, right? That's, that's one of the grand challenges. And that's certainly something that a lot of people know about. In terms of grand challenges that no one discusses, and the ones that I think about, my biggest interest, and I think will be a big deal for chemistry going forward, is the idea of how you take the basic units of all these molecules that we have right now and use them to inherently do coupling reactions or bond forming processes that no one's thinking about doing right now. Uh, and the way our chemistry and the way our field is set up is set up pretty well, where we have these specific functional groups that are artificially installed into molecules so we can enable molecules to join together. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's good. 
but it'd be so much better if we could just take all the existing functionality yeah. and just use that instead. And at the moment, the rules of chemistry are not written such that you can do that. So we want to go in and hopefully change some of the rules and allow us to really think about using native functionality to allow molecules to be brought together. Okay. So I see that you have written many papers, um, uh, over a hundred, some of them, some chapters, some books. I would love to know how you balance your time with your personal life and work. I make everybody else do all the work. I <laughs> know, <laughs> yeah. basically, how do I balance my life? I think I'm pretty lucky. I think I'm in a very privileged position. I think I've been lucky to have uh, been surrounded by, throughout my whole career, amazing co-workers who drive the research to a much greater extent than, than I ever do. So they do that part. In terms of being the boards and consulting and all those other things, it's been remarkable to be involved with all these great people around the world who, who bring you in and sit you down and say, you know, give, give us your advice on these things or your advice on that. And remarkably, they even listen to it sometimes. And mm -hmm. to me, it, it's, it's not really a balance as much as it's, um, it's a kind of fun curiosity thing. If you think about, for me, I, I love sports. So I spend a lot of time listening to thinking about watching sports and it's easy and you osmotically just, you do it and you think about it because you enjoy it. Yeah. And if it's the same for chemistry, if you feel the same way which I do, then you, you just do it without even thinking about it. It's just, it, it's, it's a fun thing to be involved with. And you, so it never feels like work, it never feels like a hardship. It just feels like something you're genuinely excited to be, to be doing. So do you have any advice to give to grad students who are you know, plan on graduating soon? Uh, my advice, and it's the same advice I give people all the time, is it's kind of simple, but it's do what you want to do and don't do necessarily what your advisor wants you to do or your, your lab mates want you to do or your, your mom or your grandma or, or anyone gets you to do. Think about what it is that really you're excited about, what it is that gets you up in the morning and sort of follow that and do that. And if you continue to just go after those things and things will, uh, typically work out pretty well. Um, okay. <laughs> but it's this, I, I sometimes worry that people too often sort of fall into a trap of doing what's expected of them. And it's so much more fun of, to not do that. Just yeah. go wherever you want to go. That is true. Okay, so I have the big question. You have been here all of yesterday and you're here this morning again with us. How would you describe your tours and your talk with students and faculty? So um, I, I came here. I've never been to Nebraska before. I had no idea what to expect. Uh, the thing that sort of caught me off guard was the energy of the place. People here are sort of, they're like you, they're, they're bouncy, they're jazzy, they want to talk, they want to hear about things. There's a, there's a lot of excitement. People are incredibly friendly, uh, but at the same time, uh, really, really easy to talk to. But the number one thing for me has been energy. It's just been a real strong energy. Everyone you talk to here, are excited about what they're doing, they want to tell you what they're doing, and they want to talk about what you're doing too. So from that point, it's been, for me, a really fun trip, right. really fun trip. So did you think you were going to come and see cornfields, and then you saw all these huge buildings? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so no, so I came here, I, did, I actually had no idea what I was going to expect. Yeah. Uh, but when I got here, the other thing is the architecture around here is fantastic. Amazing. It's beautiful, yeah. right? Uh, all these different buildings. and. And that was wonderful. And the other part was meeting the Hamilton family, which was pretty cool, I thought. It was, it's really awesome when you can see people who the, their father and grandfather spent so much time caring about this place. And you can see 
that that has, keeps going and keeps moving forward. It's part of the fabric of this institution and, and to see these people and interact with them, that, that was pretty cool. Well, thank you, Dr. McMillan. We are very happy to have you, you know, join us and be part of our family. Thank you so, so much, Peter. Wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you.